Welcome to Lord Have Mercy. Your teacher, Buddy Ford, and I'm joined by Lex Lewis. That's right, ladies. Lex, Lex Lewis, in, Lewis. The house. I'm here. Is in the house. Exactly. He's here. No one yes. will get this joke except for us three, but that's fine. Um, what joke? As, and that's true. I mean, the third that's, did, I, did I say joke? I meant like our real names. Yeah. Yeah, but Bloody where's God, Teresa baby. anyway? Woo. Is it, is it Teresa? How cool is our names? You're called Flex and I'm called Buddy. Yeah, Buddy Ford. Well, and then of course there's our other person, Teresa. Yeah, good old Teresa. Oh. Where is he? I mean, they. Where is? Where Alexander. are they? Right. Where? Where? Where is uh, Teresa Alexander? Yeah, I don't know. Um, God, Teresa Alexander's been awfully quiet in this podcast. That's right. I don't know what's going on with Teresa, but it's laying our hundredth episode and our great reset. So hurry up, yeah. Teresa. This is the pre-100th episode, so Teresa's exactly. probably preparing for the 100th episode. It might even be the pre-pre-100th episode, depending on what happens At this Teresa. rate, it's going to be the pre-pre-pre-100th episode. Maybe. Yeah, should I just do that? Should I just keep putting on, like, 0.5 episodes until, yeah. <laughs> like, just forever? We're, gonna, five, we're definitely going to be at, at episode 100. <laughs> as soon as Teresa, you know, sorts uh, themselves out. That's right, Teresa's house. Don't want to mess with Mama Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Teresa. <laughs> hey, bloody hell. Teresa, not so green. Oh, by, by the way, did you like my gun? Too much info. No, no, not my dong, my gun. Chris, I'm not going to discuss your dong on a podcast. <laughs> Do you know what it is, that gun? No, what is it? BB gun. No, it looks not like a BB, BB gun. gun. No. It's tiny, so it's not a real gun. Okay, well, Sham, you've uh, solved the case, right? It is definitely not a real gun. I'll tell you what it is, Sham. What? It's a lighter, a lighter gun. Oh, oh, shit. I was watching a video today, right, this morning about yeah. a guy with the lighter gun and basically it was a police, uh, you know, cam video from America. Yeah. And this guy comes out of his truck and he has a lighter gun. He's not even facing the police, right? <laughs> the police are driving by. He's not even facing him. Yeah. It looks like he's going to light a cigarette. They just start shooting at him. No warning. Nothing. Oh, so and he runs was... into the house and then they call back up. Yeah. So the thought it was an actual gun. Well, like, he wasn't I, facing him, and yeah. uh, the gun was like—it it didn't look like an actual gun. He wasn't facing them, and how right. the fuck did they even see it from that distance? I just felt like they just wanted to shoot him for chips no, and giggles. That, that's American cops for you, isn't it? Any excuse mm-hmm. to use their guns. Mhm. You see, you give the man that power. You know what? What they're going to abuse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like uh, my parents found this. They cleaned out the kitchen and they found this old handgun lighter. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. Like I haven't 
put any uh, fuel in it or anything. I okay. don't know if it works. Yeah. But like, it's it's like it's such a it's a thing you won't see it anymore, is it? It's like such a controversial item. Yeah, you don't. But I've seen some funny looking lighters like over the years. They banned those laser lighters. Remember them? What were they like? Laser pens? Yeah, they were laser pens with a lighter on one side. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember some of the crazy lighters I used to have back at uni? What do you have? So I used to have a lighter that was like a blowtorch. Yeah. Yeah, it literally was like a blowtorch. It was crazy. It was just like an insane amount of heat would just come out of it. And it was such a good lighter. I loved it. Uh, my mate got me it from Dubai. Oh, bloody hell. I'd like to see that. How big was it? Tiny. It was about the same size as a vape pen. Yeah, you ever see those uh, lighters where you're like, what are they called? The, like these uh we used to get them the yeah there would be kind of like a blowtorch when you use them just like a yeah that's what it was basically like yeah i had a couple of them i loved them it was specially designed because um do you know what medwak is no i used to have it at uni i'm sure you smoked it once Med, but I might have. But I remember you having uh, what you called legal highs, right? Oh, they were bad. They were so bad. Yeah, the, you the see, that, that that's the thing, man. It's like anything that's like, I, I don't know. You know, no, the I'm herbs sure you come remember from the ground. Medwack. It was that pipe I used to have at uni. Hmm. Maybe. Do you remember it? It was like a wooden pipe, and that you'd put this special tobacco in, but the tobacco was like super strong. I don't think I've had that. I I, I wasn't smoking at the time. Mm. Maybe not. Yeah. Anyway, this shit is unreal. It's like super concentrated mm. tobacco. Mm. You put into this uh, specially designed pipe. It's got a little tiny hole in. It looks a bit like a crack pipe. Really? Yeah. And uh. what you do is. Um, you you have to basically in take it like you would take like a crack pipe, like you would put the t- tobacco in and then you'd burn the top of the tobacco with like a high pressured lighter so it burns through quicker and inhale it back. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like one or two shots of tobacco, but it mm-hmm. will wipe you out. You have it once, you'll Ooh. be out on the floor. I need mean, threw up the first time I had it. So, so I definitely haven't had this. <laughs> Because I would have probably thrown up. It was some... Uh, I'm sure I gave you some. But you couldn't handle it. I, I don't remember. I had a bit uh weed with Rob. I remember that. Weed with what? Rob. You know Rob? Oh, yeah, Rob. You had weed, me, weed you know. with me as well. Yeah. He's a good lad, Rob. So you don't remember this? Let me see one sec. Just pulling it up. I'm not sure, Sham. Uh, I, I I don't remember it. Did you have it? Did you have it at Connor's? Yeah, Connor used to have one. I used to have one, and uh, it used <clears> to come. The tobacco used to come in a bottle like this. 
I'm going to send you it now. So the tobacco wasn't like your traditional, what you would think your traditional tobacco would be like. It looked a mm -hmm. bit like, you know how you get um, uh, herb mixes, um, you know, like oregano. Right, yeah. Dried herbs. It looked a bit like dried herbs. <clears throat> and you would just put that tobacco into this pipe and then mm. take it back. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Uh, yeah, this is what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now, Sham. Yeah, I think you're right. It, this was the shit, wasn't it? Yeah, but what is that? How do you get it? Huh? I got it from Dubai. Okay, so can you not get it over here? Uh, there's probably like importers that you can get it from the importers, but it's like ridiculously overpriced. How much do you think? I think a set of this would cost you about 50 quid. Oh, bloody hell. Mm. That, that's a lot of money for some, something to smoke. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And it, it requires a lot of maintenance as well. You have to keep cleaning it and stuff. And uh, Yeah. Well, well yeah. you do with all pipes, don't you? Mm -hmm. But this one, like, especially, like, literally every time you smoke it, you have to clean it. Ah, right. Yeah, so it gets all black and gunky and yeah. nasty. Oh. The tobacco in this is, like, on another level. It's the nastiest shit you can get, but that's why it's so strong and good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are you off the tobacco now? You oh yeah, I haven't, had, I haven't had a cigarette since 2015. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Cigarettes are nasty. I remember I used to smoke this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, um, me and my mates, uh, we used to just chill out. And then I bought this uh, guy with me who'd uh, started working with us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were in, you remember my Hyundai, don't you? Um, I the think so. Car. What, what, with the small back seat? The one yeah. where you had to duck down if you were in the back? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Your yeah. favourite car, right? My favourite car of all time, easily. That's not even yeah. up for discussion. That was easily the best car ever. So what happened to the brick? And um, so anyway, I had this guy in the back of the car and we were all just yeah. chilling out and <laughs> I pulled the pipe out and started smoking it. Mm -hmm. Right. And he wanted you to have a go. I went, right. trust me, you don't want to have a go with this. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was adamant. I went, OK. So I set it up for him. I told him all he has <laughs> to do is inhale it back. Now, this guy was crazy. He was like a vapor. So oh, right. OK. So he liked uh... Yeah, he, he liked to damage his lungs. He used to vape a lot, and he used to have those, you know, those crazy massive vapes that are like the size of your hand with the oh, big, yeah, the big batteries. The, the big block ones. Yeah, and they produce yeah. like enough steam to freaking look like turn a room foggy. Oh, yeah. Those are yeah. those are the good ones. I won't now, vape anymore, but if I did... Long, you know when you smoke them, they freaking kill your lungs. They hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I tried. I tried one, and it was not. It was not for me. Let's just see. I, I had a cough. Mm. 
Sam Vetson saying, now this is, yeah. the reason why I explain this is, he was on them vets, but I gave mm-hmm. him this Doha stuff, and my God, he went flying into the back seat. Really? What, what do you mean he went flying in the back seat? Like just coughing and just coughing and dying and nearly yeah. throwing up. And then he got back oh. buzz as well. A very Bank strong buzz. one. A what buzz? Do you not know what a, a batty buzz is? No, what, what's a batty buzz? You know, when you're smoking, uh, it's like getting a high from c- tobacco, cigarettes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So just like, say, using the vape, I think I get a batty buzz if I if I do the, uh, not the vape, the bloody uh, shisha. That gives nah. me a batty buzz. Nah, not the same. A batty buzz from, I know what you're on about with shisha, it's a little bit, but it's very mm. extreme on cigarettes. Really? Yeah. So the, in the first time you have a cigarette, you do get a batty buzz. But yeah. the difference is, is that that's what gets you addicted to it. But it, get, it gives oh, you really? a little high because the tobacco goes straight into your brain. Yeah. Right. right. He got that from this because this, although he'd been smoking, you mm. know, vaping loads, it didn't yeah. compete with this stuff. This stuff just wiped him out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it must be top level stuff to wipe him out like that. I remember the first time I did it, I fell over. <laughs> it just it, what it takes. Uh, you, you, it's very hard to handle. It's such concentrated nicotine levels in it. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. So, so how do you get off the cigarettes? What What do you do? To did you do anything special, or did you just quit and never look back? Uh, I started doing different stuff to get off the cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So first, I chewed a lot of gum. Mm-hmm. Chewing then I gum. went on like yeah chewing gum and right. then a, I went on like uh, I replaced cigarettes with other stuff coffee was a big one so every time was, I feel like having a cigarette I'd have coffee mm-hmm. instead was the gum nicotine gum or just like regular chewing gum like regular these? gum yeah regular. Not like, I don't not think nicotine. nicotine yeah yeah. I don't think nicotine gum helps I think it's a fad Really? So that's just the fact to keep you on the cigarettes, really? Because mm-hmm. it keeps you, keeps you addicted to the nicotine. And then, you know, eventually you don't get off the gum or you get on the, back on the cigarettes. Your choice. Then I went into vaping and I used to have like mm-hmm. different vape machines. But then I yeah. started disliking vaping. So I yeah. slowly cut off vaping as well. And... Uh, Mm. One thing I realized is when I stopped smoking, I actually got fatter because I was trying to replace it with other stuff. So I was eating quite unhealthy. Oh. Then I went on my health buzz to lose weight. And then suddenly yeah. losing weight became my new hobby and habit that completely yeah. replaced smoking, vaping, the whole lot. And are you, are you back to smoking now that now that you're not back, not on the health kick anymore? Yeah, so what happened was when I broke my ankle, mm-hmm. um, when my ankle was still healing, we all went to London and I took yeah. the guys out and I was like, oh, well, I'm going out with the guys. And I always have this thing, you know, when I go on holiday. Yeah. 
no, I know London shouldn't be considered a holiday. It's a bit cringe. But, right. <laughs> you know, we live very far from London, so I That's think right. we're all right to consider it as time away. Yeah. And it was COVID, so it's very hard to get abroad. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, so usually when I go on holiday, I smoke cigarettes. I love mm. cigarettes when I'm abroad in a way. Really? Um, really. Like, you should see me. Oh, well, it's like you're taking a vacation from your... From your addiction. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah, from your... Yeah, exactly. One thing I can say, cigarettes in foreign countries are so much better than cigarettes in the UK. Really? For one thing, in like foreign countries, they smoke mm. a lot more for the cigarettes, the tobacco's a lot fresher. Oh, right. Whereas in the UK, it could be sat around for a year and no one buys it. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. So, so these things... Go really bad over time, right? Like, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily go bad. They just mm-hmm. get drier. Yeah, right. I remember having some Chinese cigarettes, and they were better than UK ones. Yeah, cigarettes from foreign countries are so much better. Like the Marlboro Gold from Morocco is a million times better than the Marlboro Gold you get in the UK. I mean, like you—you haven't cigarette. You're smoking in Morocco. That—that's like that seems to go hand in hand, doesn't it? That—that's where you get. Oh the my God! That's what I was about to say. Yeah, that goes hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. Well, mate, honestly, I—you know—I wasn't a big fan of Morocco as a country. It was there was just too much going on for me. What do you like mean? It. What do you mean by that? Like, is it are the streets crowded? Like, do you see? snake charmers and you know camels everywhere like what was Morocco that like stuff, that stuff I don't mind it was the people yeah the as people harsh as I am the people were horrible really yeah what's wrong with the Moroccans I think it was just Agadir where I was but the people were absolutely horrible is is it like yeah. um is it like a general attitude thing? Like, you know, I've met mm-hmm. some Brazilians and they seem to have a bit of an ego about themselves. Mm-hmm. Morocco has a mix of the two worst attitudes yeah. in the world. Because not only do they have the Arab style attitude, it's mm-hmm. mixed with the French attitude. Oh, right. Bloody hell. So they're snooty as well. Yeah. So they're aggressive and snooty. Mm-hmm. Oh, bloody hell. But it might just be the part of Morocco I was in. So we got that, and there was so many beggars. You couldn't bre- you couldn't go anywhere without someone begging oh, for money. You. you literally, you couldn't enjoy yourself. I mean, you couldn't have five minutes to yourself just to enjoy anything around you, and it just but, ruined but, the whole holiday. But, Sham, you'll be walking around with your, like, $500 shirt and your Rolex and your bloody sunglasses. You know, and of course you're gonna get beggars coming up to you in the Morocco. Nah, it's it's not the same. Uh, trust yeah. me, because uh, you know I've travelled a lot. I've gone to, mm-hmm. to loads of different places. I've gone to poorer places than Morocco, and I've really? never witnessed anything like Morocco. So Morocco is the worst place you've been. Mm-hmm. That sounds. That's what. Have you have you broke the news to Anas? Uh, no. Morocco is the worst place I've ever been to. Oh, and I've okay. been in Pakistan. 
<laughs> oh, so so England is better than Pakistan. Yeah. Well, oh. England's got the setup, but you know, Pakistan generally, right, is a great place to visit. The people are actually generally all right. Yeah, oh, that's cool. In, yeah, yeah. They're very hospitable. There's this whole thing, uh, Pakistani culture is all about hospitality. Yeah, you know what? I, I, um, I, I, I do agree. I, I think uh, these have all trapped me well. And you should go to Pakistan, yeah. Chris. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, maybe one day. You know, I, why not? You know, like I'm gonna travel the world one day. And well, I've got a condo now in Pakistan. I got a couple. It's not a timeshare, is it? Nope. Oh, okay. Completely so owned. Completely owned. So, so if I if I went over, can I just say, hey, Sham, can I just stop at your place? Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah, sure. Sure. Just uh, yeah. at the maiden. Yeah. Yeah. And the best thing is I live in the most beautiful best part. How how have you got this place? What what, what strings did you put? With his bare hands. With his bare hands. He went there for six months and now he's gonna go back and finish it in three months' time after the oh, wedding. Cool. So so how are you looking after this place? What's going on here? Like who's uh who's keeping an eye on it? Um, well, after it's built, um, we you hire people to keep uh, uh, keep an eye on it, like you know, house uh, housekeepers. Yeah. You hire them to look after it. Oh right, so you got some housekeepers looking after. Yeah. Wait, it's not built yet, is it? Or is it like getting built? It's fully built. It just needs finishing. But so the building is up. Mhm. Now nice. it just needs. Now it just needs like, you know, plastering and flooring and oh, flooring, all the, you know, general yeah. building stuff. All right, cool. Furniture. I can't wait. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it, this isn't in like a bad place of, of town, is it? In my village. Will I be able to go over there and speak the language? Like, you speak English in my me? village. Oh, really? Yeah, the majority of Pakistanis speak English. Like, how is their English? Like, are they like, my friend, come see her. I'm selling mm-hmm. uh, snake oil. Kind of, yeah. It depends. Yeah. Some people have very good English. Some people have it quite broken. Oh, right, okay. But you will easily find English speakers in Pakistan because English is one of the official languages of the country. Yeah, ah, that that's good. So I won't get lost. Well, well, you know what, Sham? If I go, you gotta take me, like, on a to show me about. You know, you gotta show me where to eat, what the good shisha bars are, and what else is there to do? They have shisha bars, not in the village oh, anyway. So, so what is there to do? Uh, nothing in the village. There's nothing. literally nothing to do. Just relax in the sun. We have oh, a. Okay. We have a lake, so we're lakeside. Mm-hmm. So I guess you yeah. can take a boat out to the lake. There's some uh, ancient ruins mm-hmm. in the ancient village. Ancient ruins, and, eh? Well, like yeah, Quebec ancient... right? Yeah, oh. not to that oh. extent. I mean, like, ruins, like, off, like, you know, um, 
ruins more like a thousand year old ruins. Oh, nice. Well, well, I can see that in Horton. <laughs> no, literally, I can. <laughs> no, no, like, Chris, your houses are a thousand years old. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like you know they got the old cemetery there, which is like it, it's called the ancient town of Hortonley Spring. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very old town from the like, from the, you know, the hundreds. Not the, the not the ten hundreds, the hundreds. Really? Was there even people in the? Because the Romans didn't come to the UK till. Like the five hundreds, wasn't it? Let me do a little Google about Horton. So we got like proper history. Do you know who Timurlan is? Tamerlan. Tamerlan? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I think in... Um, Western history, you call him uh, uh, you call him Tamerlan in Western history. How do you spell that? Tamerlan. Yeah. How do you spell it? Uh, so there's different ways of spelling it. Um, T A M. E R L A N E. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I I know who you mean now. Yeah. You know who I mean. So obviously yeah. he invaded back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. in Pakistan. Well, the Indian subcontinent. Mm-hmm. He invaded parts of it. So you'll see a yeah. lot of his ruins and stuff, you know, the castles from back then. Oh, nice. Mm. Very nice. Uh, have you ever been to uh, Finkel Abbey? To what? Finkel Abbey, I think it's called. No, what's that? Oh, Finchale, I think it's called. It's in the northeast, I think. Yeah, it's in the north. It's in the northeast. It's in Durham. Uh, I can't find. Oh, here we go. I think I found it. Yeah. Right. Um. So it's from the uh, from 1070. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. The 1100s. 1196. Oh wow. Established in uh. 1535 in Durham. Just some like old ruins. Chris, I'm going to give you some hard truths now about history. Yeah. Right. So just like modern day history, back mm-hmm. then years, yeah. right, Portland's thing was irrelevant. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, you're not really pregnant to me. You know, also Hortonley Spring. Um, the earliest mention of the town's name is in the Bolden Book in 1183. So it's actually older than 1183. Mm. So it's but a proper whole, ancient town. 
the whole West was irrelevant back then. The UK was, you know, they teach us that the UK was brilliant, this and that, but in the global world, it was actually a completely irrelevant country that no one cared about, hence why not many countries try to invade the UK. Well, they found out the hardware, didn't they? You yeah. know, when, when we got our ships and we just conquered everything. You shouldn't you shouldn't sleep on us. Yeah, exactly. They found out the hardware. You know what is yeah. they, you know what they say, right? Hard a hard time create hard people. And the uh, exactly. the British Isles created very hard people because historically it was an awful mm-hmm. place to live. Really? Yeah, it kind of is. Um, imagine living in England is like a cave person or a peasant, you know, how cold yeah. it'll be. It's always raining, it's always snowing. Yeah, exactly. And just like, oh, bloody hell. And the, the, king are, the king's an arsehole mm-hmm. and all that, and you're living in the, in the Yippoo house. Exactly. You if know, you look globally about, if you look at all the, you know, great global empires, Mm-hmm. the world has ever seen they've always come from places that you would uh you know you Not would consider hard to live yeah like the oh, yeah, mongols definitely. mongolia is a horrible wasteland it's just you know desert uh, it's cold desert yeah I, i've i imagine mongolia is like it's in that like you know near russia kind of area in it mm-hmm. where it's just where it's just proper cold and you know, they're just the 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 real people. Like they don't, they probably don't even have central heating. They just know how to live off the land. Yeah, exactly. But well, obviously they didn't have central heating back in the day when Genghis Khan was around. Yeah. But, oh yeah, exactly. And how making a fire in those conditions is a pain in the ass. Yeah, exactly. And that's why the Mongol Empire was so strong and ruthless because you know hard mm-hmm. times make hard people. And exactly, it's yeah. not just that, like, you know, we're talking about the British Empire. It oh, was yeah. good because you had to be good to live in England. You had to be smart. That's right. right. Same with uh, the Islamic Empire. It came out of Saudi Arabia, which is just a desert wasteland where everyone was fighting and killing each other. I mean, that, that's it. You know, like these these Americans... They live the privileged American life. Yeah, I'm going to college. Yeah. Then they go over to Afghanistan for war. And it's not as easy as fighting cavemen, is it? Yeah. The uh, the thing is, right, America, for me, is just an offshoot of the British Empire. They like to say they're not, yeah, but they are. It's just a continuation of the British Empire, just like how um, the Eastern Roman Empire, sorry, mm. not the Eastern Roman, uh, what did they call it? The uh, what, what? Holy, uh, what was it called? The Holy Roman Empire was right. an offshoot of the Roman Empire. Right, yeah. Yeah, so the Holy Roman Empire being, you know, Germany and that back in the day, they were a direct offshoot of the Roman Empire, just the same as like how the Eastern Roman Empire, just like the Byzantines were an offshoot of the Roman Empire. How how did the, um, so what's the history here? 
story in what terms? Like, um, so you have the Roman Empire. Yeah. Then you have the Byzantines. Byzantines and the Holy Roman Empire. So basically what the history yeah. was, was the Roman Empire, Rome started falling apart and Christianity mm. took a hold of Rome. Yeah. Right. Uh, obviously, though Christianity took a hold of Rome, but it also took a hold of Europe as well. So Rome yeah. had basically taken Germany and France into mm-hmm. you uh, into the Roman Empire, but obviously Germany and France they weren't Romans ethnically. Yeah. So ethnic Romans were uh, like the Byzantines. So what happened was when Christianity took over, those two types, mm-hmm. it was the Christian, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the Christianity schism. Right. I think well, that's what they called it. Basically, the right. schism was essentially. You had uh, the Roman Catholics and the mm-hmm. East Orthodoxy. Right. Okay. So the Orthodoxy. So different churches, right? Different churches. Yeah. The Orthodoxy was Eastern based and the Western based were the Roman Catholics. Now, the so Roman weird. Catholics. So is Andrew the Eastern Orthodoxy or is that just a different thing completely? That's uh, Andrew's Greek Orthodoxy. But right, okay. I'll go to explain that as well. So in a way, it's similar. Andrew's similar mm-hmm. to Eastern, but he's not quite the same. But the right. Eastern Orthodoxy, they, they like historically, everyone agrees that they're the continuation of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So they were more closely related to the Romans. But the Holy Roman Empire, which is basically the Germans, the uh, Frankish, the Austrians. <clears throat> Yeah, they uh, split in half the Roman Empire. So they, uh, um, the Holy Roman Empire, they, uh, mm-hmm. said that they were gonna continue on the Roman Empire basically, but then right. the Byzantines, which is the Eastern Orthodox, right? They okay. also claimed that they were Roman. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. they're both just part of the same, you know. You know, the, the same roots of the same stem, you know, the same flower. Not really, because the Byzantines had a better right to the claim than really? the Holy Roman Empire, because ethnically they weren't Romans, the Holy Roman Empire. Oh, right. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, that's basically does the schism. Now, what I'm trying to say is the Roman Empire is schismed out and it became the Byzantine Empire. It became the Holy Roman Empire. And that's essentially what's happened with the British Empire. It's not that the British Empire doesn't exist anymore. It's that we see it differently. Now it's America. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, like, you know, if America's doing anything on the world stage, we usually back them up. We usually like. Yeah, you know this this whole war in Ukraine just shows you, doesn't it? Like we're sending all our stuff over, America's sending their stuff. We're, we're kind of in cahoots with America to get like lots of stuff over there. Yeah. That's it's true. like like but what what, like, what what business does that have with us? Ethnically speaking, as well, the majority of Americans are mm-hmm. British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, like uh, that—that's the thing. Like America, it's 
it's all English, isn't it? They speak English. The the developers in English speak a nation over the, over time. You can like, say what, what you want. I mean, Americans can say what they want about their history, <clears throat> but they yeah. are a continuation of the British Empire. The British went and yeah. set up America, sent their people over to America, their people bred mm-hmm. over in America, and they yeah. became stronger than the actual British Empire. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So it's just, it's just. So if you hear a, a yank talking shit about us limeys, just mm-hmm. tell them, hey, you're one of us. Same goes the with same them Australians, way. them prisoners, living in their paradise. <laughs> it's the same with the Timurid Empire, you know, Tamalan. Mm-hmm. who we were just discussing. The same situation yeah. with him. Um, he's a direct descendant of Genghis Khan. Right, okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, but aren't we all, Sham? Like, no, we're all descendants. A lot of the world is descendants of Genghis Khan, but this is like a direct descendant. Right, so it's basically... Yeah. It's like... Uh, the, Not well, you know the, Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So so he's got that Genghis Khan blood in him, which mm-hmm. was which has been developed over years if you know yeah. Khan in Khan's ancestors growing up in Mongolia, learned to live in them conditions. And that's in his blood. That's why he, he is also a conqueror. Mm-hmm. And that you can't you can't deny that. It's like when someone when you have like Two brothers who are fighters and they're both really good. Like yeah, if, if you look into their if you look into their history, you'll probably find oh they also fought in these battles. You know, you look through their ancestor ancestral family tree, you'll find hey, Yorvamero had an ancestor who was like a conqueror. You know, Cuban fair, conqueror. I think ninety-nine percent of humans nowadays. You could say the same for because mm-hmm. our ancestors would have survived hundreds of hundreds of battles. That's right. And and then what do we do? We just like we turn the ship around, don't we, by like just sitting in our houses on the internet, eating Cheetos, drinking monsters, getting fat. Be so proud of us. What what's that gonna do for our offspring though? gonna make them lazy exactly you, you know you you think of bloody breeds of animal like dog breeds and stuff you want to breed a dog that you, let's say you're breeding a pit bull uh, go and fight and kill other pit bulls right <laughs> you're a dog fight enthusiast so you, you want to breed the best pit bull with like the strongest two pit bulls you can find and Wait. so on and you got like the best pit bull it's not that same. It's not the same thing, though, because if you overbreed pit bulls mm-hmm. and have yeah. them show too much aggression, then obviously they're untamable. I don't know. you got to get some, I don't know, can you not hypnotize them or something? Nope. Can you not just, At the like... end of the day, dogs are still animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I mean, you think... when, you overbreed, yeah. when you breed for a certain trait, you're mm-hmm. actually not domesticating them. You're de-domesticating them. 
Right. So the more aggressive a dog, the less domesticated it is. So what you're saying is like these uh, dog fighters, they have to have a balance when they're yeah. breeding. They have to make sure that pit bull's not too aggressive because then yeah. it'll be untamable. Just like certain uh, people who get in the MMA and, you know, they start causing destruction. You know, like, I, I think of Bloody Kamsa Chamayev like that. Like, he's at the edge of untamable, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. The guy's just like, you know, look at John Jones. Absolute yeah, John Jones as well. Genetic machine, but the guy's just yeah. not one bit tamed. He's not there mentally. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that makes you think, like, okay, is this an athletic thing? If you're, like, so athletic, I, I, have you just got it in your head that you're so much better than everyone that you then become, like, an untamable pit bull sort of a person? Look at you know, him, you're going... he's like a chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's like a little, you know, oh, I'll fight you. I'm a little leprechaun. He's, he's like Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me add them. And, and so there you go. Like, Conor McGregor's been, like, growing up in Ireland, learning the boxing, yeah. knocking out his schoolmates, and also mm-hmm. finding that he's also a lot better, a lot tougher, a lot harder than all his schoolmates. Starts to get an attitude about him. You know, you you got to be brought down to earth eventually, haven't you? you got to... Just like these pit bulls, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you remember, you you know about Mike Tyson, about how he trained under Customato, and Customato would have to hypnotize him and tell him all that he's the best and get his confidence up. And Mike Tyson, you know, at the time he was like, he was sort of a gentle giant under Customato. Then Customato dies and he becomes a savage. Am I right about that? You're the yeah. boxing expert. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. It's so like, he didn't oh, have the person to keep him tame, did he? Like, this yeah, is a pit bull man. Yeah. yeah, who's been bred for destruction. Just uh, it's exactly like um, when... Uh, what was his name? When... Uh, the, uh, Vladimir Klitschko's coach when he passed away. What happened to Vladimir? Really? Is that when he started losing uh, Griffin, uh, Tyson Fury, and uh, yeah, that he he didn't pass away. That Klitschko would have won those fights. Or do you think it would have just been? What do you think would have happened? Um. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, but when Tyson the man Fury... passed away, that was like, yeah. I think that impacted how good Klitschko was. Uh, it probably did. I mean, you know, you lo- you have a big loss like that. That breaks you up, you know. And, and then that's the person who's been taking you through your career. And they know everything about you. Now you got to get someone else in who doesn't quite understand you as well. Or, or it's like, like, lets you get off with anything, you know, just doesn't let, doesn't keep you as disciplined as that other coach did. Yeah. You have two types of boxers, those that stick with one coach their entire lives, 
and those that just yeah. bounce around different coaches. Ah, uh, right. So Amir Khan, did he bounce around a lot? A fair amount, but personally, mm. um, he, I think he, I think he was given the wrong advice to bounce around. I think the best yeah. Amir Khan was mm-hmm. with uh, Freddie Roach. Because what Freddie Roach done was he didn't tell Khan to get better mm-hmm. defensively. You know, you yeah. can't, you know, you can't like teach a horse to ride a bike. That's right. You get me? So he didn't, yeah. instead, what he did was he got Khan doing what he does best. And that was ultra offense. Ah, uh, yeah. So Khan was even more aggressive during that period. He was so aggressive under Freddie Roach. He was just mm-hmm. lightning. Nice. You know, lots of, the way he dismantled Zab Judah. Oh yeah, did he uh, jab Judah? He jabbed him. He, he he made Judah give up. Oh, nice. Then Zab Zab Judah, he was good, wasn't he? Zab Judah was, uh, to be fair. Greatest ever achievement was fighting Floyd Mayweather because he actually gave Mayweather right. a hard fight. Yeah, there you go. May- well, I mean, we could have had, we should have had Khan versus Mayweather. You know, Zab Judah was the Mayweather before Mayweather made him name for himself. So what? Going into that fight, Zab Judah was the guy. No, Mayweather basically what was Zab Judah was the guy until his first loss. Right. Boxing, and his first loss was against uh, what was his name, Carlos Baldomir. Who's that? Um, he, he was just this welterweight. He was underrated, but he wasn't that good. Right. Okay. So it was a big and upset. Judah was meant. Judah was meant to beat him. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Wait. Sorry, I was wrong. He had a few other losses against good boxers. He lost it. Costia Tizu and Corey Spinks. Oh, right, you. Yeah. yeah. Corey Spinks, but, I, know, I know that name. Wait, no, uh, I know Michael Spinks. And yeah. is, it, is Corey related to Michael Spinks? Yeah. And I think he's his son. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, it was like Corey Spinks and Costia Tizu were mm-hmm. top level fighters, and Judah lost to them, but he built his career back up. Because he went in and yeah. knocked out Corey Spence in a rematch. Nice. And then so, suddenly he was mm-hmm. facing Carlos Baldomir and he just yeah. had the most random loss out of nowhere. But prior to that, he right. was like the man. Yeah. So that dude was uh, the man. He was the one everyone was talking about. Then Floyd Mayweather came through the scene roughly the same time. Mm-hmm. And they fought each other, and for six rounds, Judah really had uh, Mayweather's number. So but what then happened? Mayweather just took over. Right, so Mayweather just won like won won the other six, and they just give him a round or something. Like he won the rest of the fight. So first six rounds were very mm-hmm. close, and uh, Judah was having the better of and then Mayweather made the adjustments and took over. So what would you say is Mayweather's toughest fights other than this? Oh, it's a difficult one. I mean, 
Give give us five. I can give you a, a couple. Shane Mosley. I think um, that was what he was dism- up until that punch. He was absolutely dismantling Mosley. Yeah, but is that like the only time he's been rocked like that? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, so I, I would count that. Um, that was more what do you like. I wouldn't say that was a tough fight. He just got rocked really badly. If well, we're going to say fight? that getting rocked yeah. is a tough fight, every one of them you can't fight for is a tough fight. Well, yeah, that, that that's the life of having a glass chin, isn't it? Hmm. Just, just being rocked all the time. Um, it makes for an exciting fighter, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. What about his fight with uh, Augusto, bloody drunken master? That wasn't a tough fight. You know, his toughest fight was that first fight he had against Jose Lu- Luis Castillo. Really? That was his toughest fight, e- easily, I by saw. far. Because a lot of people say he lost that fight. Mm-hmm. And it was close. It was tough and it was close. And uh, yeah. you could have gave it to any man. So when uh, people talk shit on Mayweather on the internet, they will bring up that fight. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruno saying that, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. He's not that good. He almost lost to this guy. It's like Khabib with Gleison Tebow, isn't it? Um, Did you hear that? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, kind of, yeah. Exactly the same. Khabib with Gleison Tebow. But. Yeah. Like he avenged his loss and fought him again and just destroyed him in the rematch. Nice. Nice. So there you go. That that's why he just proved Yeah, no one talks shit after you like dominate the rematch. I remember I remember when GSP fought BJ Penn the first time, it was a close fight. And then the second time GSP dominated. I think another thing is a lot of people, I think not many people give Habib too much shit about Gleason T-Bow because I think a lot of people knew T-Bow was juicy to another level. Right, yeah, I mean, he's the ju- juiciest man at, li- at lightweight and he's also the, the biggest man at lightweight. Yeah, like, he's the size of Habib yeah, was very well. young as well. He was very green at yeah. that point. That, that's it. I mean, like, if Khabib fought Gleason later in his career, You'd probably knock them out or something. This is what I loved about UFC back then. Dana didn't give a fuck who you were. You would go in, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what name you had, you would go in and face a tough guy no matter what. Now, okay. there's a, too many young fighters that cuddled. Right. In UFC. What? Far too many young fighters that cuddled. Who, who like, though? Who, who, who's coming to mind when you say uh, that? I'm not saying I disagree, I'm just... Sean O'Malley was cuddled quite a bit earlier on. He's yeah. earned his spot now, but he's cuddled a mm. lot. Because, you know who yeah. Paddy is? Freaking... They might go wrap Paddy up in a thingy, uh, <laughs> bubble wrap. I mean, that, that Paddy, he's a mid-level fighter, isn't he? He's like a mid-card level guy. Yeah, but, but back in the day, right, mm-hmm. fighters with the clout Paddy's got, would get, you oh, know, yeah. tough fights. Paddy. Oh, I mean, even McGregor got Max Holloway in the second fight. 
exactly. You get You know, his first fight was uh, Demarcus Johnson, and Demarcus at the time. Wasn't I mean, not Demarcus Johnson. Yeah, he wasn't. A, he was on like a four-fight win streak over some decent yeah. fighters. And uh, uh, Marcus Brimage, that's who I mean. Marcus Brimage, yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, he uh, Marcus Brimage was no joke, and they threw McGregor yeah. right in there. Nowadays, they cuddle him far too much. They give him yeah, too right. easy of a fight. That's right, and then then they end up losing to some some guy you never hear of again, like Sage Northcutt, mm-hmm. and you know you just, I, I mean, then they then you've got a loss on both sides, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, they didn't give him any good fights, and they just lost. Speaking of Sage Northcutt, he's he's coming back soon. God, he should just give up. Sage Northcutt was pretty good. But like, you know, like Paddy Pimblett, he's not gonna, you know, be as destroyer. And this is a guy who's like grew up with like a super rich background, you know, and all yeah. these like, all, all, like this guy hasn't grew up hungry, is what I'm saying. Like he might be as technical and as skilled as he can be, but he, he he's not grown up like Khabib, is he? He grew up as like a rich American and then he ended up like with Disney or something as like some Disney sponsor. So he's a Disney kid. There's like, a reason why in boxing and MMA mm-hmm. that guys that grew up very poor become yeah. more successful. Exactly. They are hungry. And they have been fighting their whole life. Um, let me give you a prime example of it. Um, Tony Bellew mm-hmm. and Nathan Cleverly. Yeah. Tony Bellew basically grew up like a chap, very little money. He grew up in Liverpool mm-hmm. and uh, life was hard for him. Whereas Nathan Cleverly grew up in a middle class household. Right. And. Uh, he grew up in a middle-class household. He went to uni. He got a degree in uh, mathematics. Right, yeah. Right. So you see where I'm going here. So Cleverly yeah. was always the much more talented boxer Right. Yeah. than Tony Bellew. They fought early on in their careers, mm-hmm. and Cleverly beat him. But right, okay. you see their career trajectories. And you see mm-hmm. a massive difference. Not many people remember Cleverly, even though he went on. I think he went on to be world champion, but he just mm-hmm. he couldn't quite cut it at the top. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Whereas Bellew, he took the risks. He went yeah, on. He, he, he fought all fighting. the tough guys, and then you know yeah. he, he climbed from all the way from what light heavyweight to heavyweight. Yeah. And just yeah. became a champion and, you know, won some big fights, became a big name. I, I, Tony Bellew is a big name, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big name. Uh, and yeah. Cleverly should be mm-hmm. a bigger name than him. He's the better boxer, but he isn't because he yeah. didn't have that hunger in him to, you know, really push himself, really take those risks. That's right. You know, all this, uh, you, you, you know, you see all these hard things in your life. And it beats you down, but it also, you know, makes you stronger. 
That's why that in like shit. MMA, you get all these mm-hmm. Brazilian Brazilians are very good because you know yeah. they've lived hard lives. Yeah, exactly. with, um, come from the straight from the favelas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, riding the motorbike with a tranny on the back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Hence the hard life. Yeah. Exactly. Very, it's very big thing, you know. It's also a big thing to have uh, siblings, like brothers. Brothers is a big one because you grow up fighting your brothers all your life, wrestling them, uh, being beat up by them, and that makes you stronger as well. Because the competition factor does, but you could replicate that by uh, growing up, not having any siblings, but having Mm. been a part of a close knit community. Like you get with the yeah. um, Dagestanis, they all treat each oh, other yeah, like that, brothers. That that's another thing they have over everyone, isn't it? Like this is a th- these people all live similar lives. They all have like this same goal, and they're all working really hard, to, and they're working together. They're working as a team. They they're like spot modern day Spartans or something, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and you you don't. Like you look at like Team Alpha Male with bloody uh, TJ Dillashaw, yeah. How he probably just show up once a week sometimes and have a little spa and go hang out with Jane Ludwig, and you know that that, that and look what happened to his career. You know, straight down the toilet after he left Team Alpha Male. Well, not straight down the toilet, but like he he could have had a much bigger career, TJ. I think. See, that's the thing. Americans they talk a big game about you know mm-hmm. being in your gym being loyal and stuff but they don't yeah. have that cultural aspect to be able to back those words up exactly and, and you know like i was talking the other day about like why why don't more fighters take advantage of ha- of the uh the natural defense of having a big beard <laughs> I, i'm serious about that though like that, that is like that's why we grew beards I remember they try to to ban having big beards in amateur boxing. I don't know if the band's still there, but there used to be a ban on it. Yeah, because, you know, it is an advantage. And some people can't grow beards. (laughs) A guy I know, a very good amateur boxer back Mm -hmm. in the day, right? He was very religious, right? Right. And because he's religious, he grew a big beard, and they said to him, "You have to trim your beard down." So oh, he really? quit amateur boxing. Really, over that? Mhm. Damn. Did he eventually shave the beard? Um, you can shave the beard. You just can't trim it down. Some Muslims don't believe mm-hmm. in uh, touching beard hair. You know the. Oh, really. You know, you're strict. Why do you think, like, ISIS and Osama Bin Laden, when you see guys like that, they have, like, crazy long beards? Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, it makes you look like uh, an old wizard, in a way, you know? <laughs> There's yeah. wisdom to your beard. You know, you got a big, long beard. It's like, okay, this guy knows some shit. He's got a big beard. In Islam, it's written <laughs> Right, <laughs> Wait, if you don't have really? a beard, you're not a man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hey, there you go. Exactly. So, uh, uh, by the way, I don't have a beard right now. I should. Uh, I've had a shave. 
let's face it, Chris, you struggle to grow a beard. I don't struggle to grow a beard. I'm, I'm like do. Homer Simpson. As soon as I shave it, it just goes straight back. That yeah, five o'clock shadow. Ah, uh, well, you know what? Well, I, I could go to like, uh, you know, some fancy barber and get it done properly. Get one of your fancy little bloody beard things going. I do it myself. Yeah. So yeah, what are you I've, following? I've like the YouTube razor. tutorials. No, are, are you following the YouTube? Too? No, no. So I don't. I've never checked a YouTube tutorial ever. Basically, what happened was I used to go to the barber and get it done by the barber, but obviously I'd watch the barber do it. Right. Okay. So I so learned that way. From seeing it. Yeah, I learned from seeing it, and then I bought a straight razor and I do it myself. Oh, okay. I, I want to go. Uh, you, you know what? I was thinking the other day, as I'm shaving. Well. The other day, I mean, like yesterday. Should I keep the mustache? No, like I'll, I'll get a full beard. No, but like my hair right now is kind of long. It's not like super Chris, long or anything, but Chris, it's like Chris, a little Chris, bit long. Chris. And with the mustache, I look like Rick Rude. Now, Chris, right? There's already a lot of speculation mm. about your activities oh shut up you shut up and having a mustache does not help that speculation chris that's it i'm I'm gonna shoot you (laughs) 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 you you naughty boy there's there's uh you you are full of lies and there's no speculation i'm just saying it as a fear okay having a mustache does not help with your branding what is with that Mustache thing, like why? Why do people say oh the pedo stash? I've never seen a pedo with a mustache, except maybe bloody. No, it doesn't. Oh wait, I think he has. He grew one, didn't he? He grew like a a long one. <laughs> and he had the goatee as well. Oh dear. Okay. Well, what about the Hulk Hogan? Can I get one of them? You don't have blonde hair. I could dye my hair blonde. Chris, should I do that? Should I go full midlife crisis? Yeah, I'm gonna go full midlife crisis. I'm gonna dye my hair blonde, right? We have a little like Hogan mustache. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, hey, 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 <laughs> where, where are we hanging tonight, lads? <laughs> in a prison cell, in your case. <laughs> oh bloody hell! I'm only joking. Anyway, what, what what do you suggest I do, Sham? Like you you know I've got the style of no style. Well, why don't you give me a little some style tips? So I would suggest growing a beard and shaping it. Any shape. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, get a haircut. Um, some actually you don't have much hair on top do you um grow a beard yeah. see how you look with a long beard and shave your head bald so do you think i should like grow it like straighten down like because my beard would be quite bushy do you want us to have like a bushy beard like kimbo slice or like a long beard like osama bin laden kimbo slice you think i should get a kimbo slice beard yeah i think you should I go should for a rough get... look like you know, have a yeah. bushy, kimbo-sized beard and shave your hair yeah. bald. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. 
skinhead boy. I, I don't think I think you'll look hard as fuck. Like Wahid will not want to mess with you with that <laughs> kind of look. Yeah, you won't be wanna accuse me of things if I had that look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, get a swap sticker tattoo to your head as well. Right, right in the middle. Right in the middle of the right. forehead. It's it. Or, Charles Manson. Like right at the back head. of the head. So that you know when you're talking to someone face to face and you're like yeah. having a nice they'll be like, Oh, what a nice guy and then you they you turn <laughs> your back on them, they're like, What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go up to a black man and have a nice conversation. <laughs> hey Akeem, how are you doing? I hope everything's fine and then walk off. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh dear. That, that's a fun idea. That's a fun little thing. No, I would never That'd get make it. That would make a good prank video. It would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially, like, imagine doing it in, like, a Jewish neighborhood. <laughs> like, you go up with your hood on, so no one sees that. No, no, the not, not, not your hood. Not your hood. You're wearing a harmonic, like, a uh, bloody, uh, what do you call it? With them Jewish, little Jewish hats. Alright, yeah. Cover the <laughs> tattoo. Then you just say, Oh, I'm gonna go up, but you take your hat off before you go and walk yeah. off. <laughs> Oi bay. He was a Nazi this whole time. <laughs> hey God. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So what what is your plans for the future, Sham? What do you want to do with your life? Disappear off the face of the earth. Okay. How are you going to do that? How do you want to accomplish this? It's very hard, isn't it, in the modern world to just disappear? Well, well, have you seen think, yeah. Dawn, Have you seen Dawn F with cats? Oh, sorry. Dawn, Go on with yeah. point. I'll bring that up later. Go on with what you were saying. Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, like, like you know how he disappears when he just says you just don't talk to anyone and then you just change your name and go abroad. Yeah, you have to give up a lot to do it all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah you know, I thought about this once. I thought about like what if I just faked my death? Mm. Remember right. that guy from your end that faked his death? Yeah. Is that the one who went into the ocean, like, on his canoe? Yeah. And never came back? Yeah. And his wife was like, oh, he's, uh, and it was like, it turned out it was all a life insurance scam. Yeah. Bloody hell. How, how'd they Man, get caught? Because um, the wife went on holiday and took pictures with him while she was on holiday. Oh, bloody hell. Stupid woman. And then posted him. Oh dear. <laughs> of all the things you could do. Right? The if thing gonna... is, when you do a plan yeah. like that, what people don't realise is, yeah, mm. you get a lot of money in the short run, but is that enough money yeah. to last you your lifetime? Yeah, exactly. You'll need at least a couple of million. Right? Mm. These days, I mean... Think about how yeah. things are going to be inflated soon. Yeah, I would say you would need at least to have a comfortable life. You would need to be making yeah. um, 
at least around forty thousand pound a year. Yeah, to have that's a comfortable what I would life. Say. Yeah. Are you in right. that range? I'm on ninety-nine thousand. Oh yeah. After this podcast. After this podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Of course, that's right. We're gonna get make some money. We've got more audience members. It seems yeah. like I I woke up yesterday. We had forty something views, and then I wake up today. We have eighty something. What what is going on, Sham? You know what's strange? Has no one contacted you about the podcast? No, not yet. At least People not that. Contacted I know about. me about Spad. What really? Yeah, really. I've had quite. A few, I've had two or three contacts. People just right, saying, right. "Oh, we'll help you sponsor your podcast and stuff." Oh, I can Seriously? do your podcast. Yeah, marketers. Where do you get these emails or whatever? How? Where do you get these messages? Where do you find them? They usually come through on my email account because obviously my email account's linked to the Spad podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Can you do me a favor? What? I can't do it, but I want you to send me a message on on Anchor.fm. I'll give you the link, and then you click I've the message. I've sent quite a few messages on Anchor in the past. Really? I've not had a single message. I must have been getting loads of crazy messages and... Probably people telling me to take down the podcast because I've got their song at the end row and stuff. And I've just not seen them. <laughs> there you go. Maybe I actually do have an actual mailbag that I need to get to. If I do, I will get to your mail, ladies and gentlemen. You don't because podcasts don't work that way. Okay. Can you send me a message through here? Yeah. I can't because I've got an account with my own podcast on Anchor. You'd have to get Wahid to send you it. No, there's a button here that says message. You click it, and then it, it, I think you can send me a message. Mm, strange. It doesn't give me the um, option of view of the podcast. Oh, that sucks. You just have to go through Spotify to view them. Ah, right. Okay. Never mind. Wait, I can send you a message through Spotify. Yeah, you can try that. Let's see. Um... Nah, it doesn't give you the option to send a message. Oh, damn. You know what we need to do? Get Mm -hmm. onto YouTube. Yeah, that's right. So you need to shave your head bald and grow your beard so people take you seriously on YouTube. You know what, Sham? I think you're right. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. I'm going to be like, it's going to be like a big Kimbo beard. I'm going to also get steroids. I'm going to get proper jacked at the gym. And you know, you, you thought you thought Liver King was cool. Well, will you see Steroid King? All right. In your case, 
Chris Wright. Mm-hmm. Liverching. Hey, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Liverching. We could go. easily get people online believing that you're Chinese. Right. Uh, are you sure about that? Are, are you sure about that? Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll send a family photo out online. Yeah, hey, why not? <laughs> like, shall we set up like a face, uh, like a Instagram page of Lord oh, have yeah, mercy? Yeah. You know what? I don't want my family's involved. I don't want. I want. Well, on I the, want on the new like... podcast, it's going to be very family friendly, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, come on. I'll right, tell you what, on it, it's not going to be family friendly at all. Exactly. Exactly. What do you expect, Sham? And I'm on it, so it's definitely not going to be family friendly. So here's what we got to do, Sham. Hmm. We got to set up an email account and a Twitter. And we got to say, hey, any inquiries come to us? Why, why haven't you responded to these emails, by the way? do I look like I respond I don't Chris right I don't do the hard work that's for you to do tell me well give me the I'll, I'll reply to them please I want to I want to get let me some, uh, set up a corporate email account yeah set, set up one for Lord have mercy as well set up a Twitter account that's right and you know maybe I'll sort out the YouTube. Right. So how do how do we set them up? Do we just share the passwords between each other? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I will uh, set all of this up. Mm-hmm. We will have a Lord Have Mercy email, a Lord Have right. Mercy Twitter, mm-hmm. right? And then yep. we'll launch the Lord Have Mercy YouTube channel. Nice. Brilliant. I can't wait. Is that, is that the uh, video game version of the cricket theme? No, it's that song, I Can't Wait. I Can't Wait? What's that? You've never heard that song by New Shoes? Who? Susie, you've never heard this. Play it now. Okay, let, let me Google it. I must have heard it. It's an 80s song. It's very popular. Okay, one second, please. I'm just uh, loading up the YouTube. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait by who? New Shoes. That's N-U-C-N-U-S-H-O-O-Z. Right, I got it. Oh, wait, one sec. You won't be able to hear this right now. I don't know if you could hear that. You probably can't. No, I can't. (laughs) Ah, well. I mean... Well, you know what? I have heard this song. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. 
Uh, you oh. know what? I'm gonna add this to my list. I'm gonna add this to my music list. You know, my my big music list, the one that I have on YouTube, where I have hundreds yeah. of songs. Yeah. Have you got any YouTube playlists or things like that that you just go it's back just to? The ones the I did with Lord of Mercy. What's that? The podcast ones. Oh right, yeah the. The, yeah, those were good. Speaking I of might, which, when? Hmm? Yeah, go on. I might start making playlists on all the history videos I watch. Hmm. Yeah. And I'll send you them. Yeah, you know oh. what? I like, I like, I like. Hmm. Go on. Also, I've been watching quite a few videos on uh, Game of Thrones TV. Oh, cool. Anything anything interesting? Uh, lots of interesting stuff. I mean, you have to read. It's all a bit, obviously, Game of Thrones ended. So yeah. it's more around the books because I've been reading the books. I'm on the last one. Oh, okay. How long did that take you? A long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> a very, very long time. Oh, you've been reading them since season one. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm getting close now to finishing. Nice. So, how are the books? Oh, can... Are they are they better than the uh, the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just obviously there's a lot more substance. Yeah, you know, I had a read of the first one, and um, it was a bit like the first season with uh, Sean Bean. Yeah. So the books essentially. The first one starts off very slow. So the first season was exactly alike. But where the season yeah. started changing is, obviously, the source material starts running out. And they can't right. fit a lot of stuff into the seasons as they can in the books. So there was a yeah. hell of a lot of characters that were completely missing. Main characters as well. Oh, really? Lords of yeah. them? Yeah, like they're completely missing... Aegon Targaryen. Who's that? So basically, in the book. Right, yeah, you, you so, know what? Wait, before you continue, Sham, I thought for a second day you were gonna go. You don't know who Aegon Targaryen is, <laughs> like, like, like. <laughs> I thought you were gonna I'll do re- that. I'll redo that when <laughs> yeah. there's stuff that you should know, Chris. Okay. Well, I mean, why don't? Why shouldn't I know Aegon Targaryen? Uh, no, maybe you, I'm just you, a you casual. Should, the filthy well, you casual. Know him cause he was, you probably told me you haven't read the books, right? Right, yeah. And okay. he was only ever mentioned in the books. Right, okay. <laughs> so he wasn't mentioned on the show. I, right, I, I just thought it would be a funny response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I shitted all over it. Deal with it. Uh. <laughs> um, so, what's it called? Basically... You know when Prince Rhaegar's kids were killed in the whole premise of uh, the fallen of the uh, Mad King? Yeah. So, you know, when uh, the mountain went and killed all of Prince Rhaegar's kids. Um, yeah. And like how Daenerys' uh, mum got away and gave birth to her in another country. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. he ran away with Viserys. Well, apparently yeah. there was a character called John Connington, who mm-hmm. was a part of, uh, he was basically he was the Hand of the King. Right. But the king tried to get rid of him. He was also a close friend of Rhaegar Targaryen's. So apparently um, they arranged for Prince Aegon to be replaced by some random baby you know, during the fighting. And that they used Prince Aegon to, uh, they uh, snuck him out of the country. So right, he okay. was actually raised in Pentos. Right. Well, apparently, because a lot of, there's still theory around this, but at the moment, there is a Prince Aegon in the books. He's like, yeah. you know, rightful heir to the throne because he's Rhaegar's son. And he oh, yeah. just landed on Westeros to take over. Okay. But so, the, his story is so in depth they couldn't fit into the uh, show because then they'd have to explain the whole Blackfire Rebellion. Oh, so that's just a big, a, a big chunk missing of massive know. chunk. The Blackfire Rebellion is like such a big part of the kingdom and it's barely even mentioned in the show. Oh bloody hell! Yeah, so it's how? Such yeah. Like the uh, I mean, whole Black Fire Rebellion is the reason why King Ares went mad. Ah, right. They don't really get into that in the show, do they? Yeah, they don't. But it's such a big part of the show. Like the Black Fires were, and basically they were a branch of the Targaryens. Um, right. Because what happened was one of the Targaryen kings from the past, he mm. was a dirty little bastard. Really? He had loads of bastard kids. He had loads of bastard kids. But Mm. his true-born son, who was meant to be, who was going to be king, he never believed that his true-born son was his. He believed that it was his brother's. Mm. Right. So what he did was, on his deathbed, he legitimized all his bastards. So he purposely set up a war. Because he legitimised all his bastards, all his bastards wanted the throne of uh, the uh, new king. Right, so... so the bastards went and called themselves the Blackfires. Right, okay. So they, these are what... Uh, and then they caused a lot of trouble for him. They caught those five Blackfire rebellions. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of sad because the whole reason Barristan Selmy what mm-hmm. became like the greatest knight in the kingdom was because he apparently killed the last Blackfire. Oh, right. So in the final Blackfire Rebellion, Barristan mm-hmm. me killed Maelys the Monstrous, but that's not even freaking mentioned in the show. But that was his greatest achievement. That's what made him the best knight in the kingdom. Yeah. Damn. So, so I mean, like, you'd expect him to but that's the thing. I feel like the show ended so early compared to, you know, how dense the books seem to be. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like the books are going that way as well. So you think there, there's so much that needs finishing? But like, I don't think, I think so it's impossible to finish. to finish it. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just, it's so deep that it's impossible to finish it. Right now, in the books, Daenerys, is yeah. still in uh, Mary, but there's only two books left yeah. before the 
series comes to an end. Oh, so how the fuck so. are they going to get Daenerys from Marine to Westeros? So has the book series finished? No, there's still two more that are coming out. Oh, right. There's still two coming out. So yeah. It's, so like, how is the show like? What's this? Is the show the whole story? No. Nope. Like after season six, they just started making shit up. Oh, really? Is, is see that that's, Where did it go wrong? Cause that's where it went wrong, isn't it? They ran out of source material, so they had to start making yeah. it up. Why couldn't they just wait? <laughs> so you know how the books, the current book ends with Jon Snow mm-hmm. dying, getting stabbed by everyone. Right. That that's the latest book. That's the latest book. That's how it ends. Jon Snow gets stabbed by a ends on a cliffhanger. Funnily enough, that's pretty much where I stopped watching. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's almost like I had a sense of okay, that's that's the end, that's the end for now. You know, it's not officially ended yet. But the, the most annoying thing I find about the shows is Caitlin Stark. Yeah, why why is that? Because she dies at the Red Wedding, mm-hmm. right? But in the books, she dies at the Red Wedding, but the, she gets brought back to life. You know how Beric Dundarian got brought back to life? Yeah. And how Jon Snow got brought back to life. She gets brought back to life mm-hmm. like that, but she becomes like this evil, crazy zombie witch. Oh, wait, really? But what does yeah, she they have, call her like... Lady Stoneheart. So is she like casting spells and all that? And no, she doesn't like cast that. spells or anything. She's just like this crazy zombie. And basically what happened was um, Beric Dondarrion gave up his life mm-hmm. to uh, bring her back to life. And she takes right. control of the Brotherhood with banners. Mm, cool. And like in the show, it's like, it's made out to be that everyone fucking hates the Starks in the North. Yeah. But that's not the case in the books. Like, they're all actually secretly plotting to kill off the Boltons and the Freys in one big go. Because basically what the Boltons and Freys have done is, like, massive taboo. You know, after the Red Wedding. Yeah. So that the was Red considered Wedding. a massive taboo mm. among them. And that, that's them. why... So I love the way the that's really turned the people against Yeah, what, what's that? So in the books, they've killed <clears> the <throat> off because Arya came back and killed him, which is the dumbest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And not in the books, in the show. Arya came back and killed them all. Right? But right now in the books, the phrase have all the power. They're just dominating. But there's a lot of internal division. It looks like the phrase are going to have like a phrase civil war. Oh, nice. So they yeah, so probably they're probably just going to end up killing each other. I mean, who who wrote the rest of the show? Like, what? Who? How did they come up with this? Like, is George R. R. Martin give his blessing to like how they yeah. ended the show? What? Yeah, George really? R. Martin gave his blessing, yeah. But I, I can't imagine that he had much to say because he hasn't even finished the book. 
And oh, right. so, the current book yeah. he's been writing, The Winds of Winter, mm-hmm. he's been writing yeah. that since 2011. Yeah, I know. That's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. How big is this book? He's not Stephen King, is he? Not bringing out something every month. No, it's because of the TV show got in the way of the book. Ah, right. He, he also did something for Elden Ring. Yeah. He keeps, doing, think, he keeps taking up different projects and not working on the book. Yeah. Right. He's just, and, uh, he's just having a creative block, I think. He also created the source material for House of the Dragon. So he's written quite a few books about the histories of Westeros. Mm. Mm. Nice. And like, he created the map for the... Uh, you know the world of Westeros. Yeah. I've right. seen the I've seen the map. The I've seen a couple of them. There's the one that's just the uh, you know the main you know the main island that they're on. Yeah. The, you know the north wall at the north, and then there's another that has like you know the stuff to the east and all that, like yeah. beyond the rivers and all that. Pretty cool. You should see like all the different stories he has from around the world. So it's a, it's obviously like it's a deep law. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Uh, it's deeper than, uh, in my personal opinion, it's a mm. lot, lot, lot deeper than uh, uh, thingy. Uh, what's it called? The Hobbit. Really? Lord of the Rings. Way more than Lord of the Rings. Really, way more. But like way Lord of the Rings created all this, all this stuff like all these bloody orcs and wizards and all that didn't it yeah essentially what he's done is he's copied little aspects from loads of different books yeah right and mixed it with some real world history and just Mm. created this whole world of just random shit everywhere it's so good to watch you should see um like you know how they have the long night in Westeros. Yeah. They also have it in the east as well. But their whole thing is crazier. So it's not like um, they say these demon people come up mm-hmm. and they start battling. So the whole Azor High, Azor High wasn't from Westeros. He was actually yeah. from the east. You know what? What I like about all this. Uh, Game of Thrones stuff is how they mix like the reality stuff with the um, follow magic and all that. You know, all yeah. the uh, like you get, you still get your zombies and your dragons, but it's like played off in the more. You know, it's you're not getting dragons every week. You're getting a lot of real drama you know between they people. Could, they could have got away with not having dragons at all. Yeah, that, that's right. That uh, I mean, you remember the first after the first season, you know, you see the dragon at the end, then you don't see another dragon, at least like a decent shot of one, you know, doing dragon things for a long time. Yeah, exactly. You didn't need to. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, there's so, so many characters missing. Mm. So much like shit going on that it's... Uh, like, they didn't even bother to uh, mention Victorian Greyjoy, Euron's brother. Mm. Yeah, who's that? 
So, so we all know knew how fucked up Euron was. Euron Greyjoy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a brother called Victorian, who's mm. like, um, and Victorian hates Euron's guts because uh, the Greyjoy, uh, the Iron Islanders, they have like some really shitty rules and knife and stuff. And basically, mm. Euron raped Victorian's wife. Right, right. Okay. And one of the rules is, if someone else, if your wife bed someone, whether it's by rape or not, you have to kill her. So Victorian right. had to kill his wife. Oh, bloody hell. Y- yeah. You see, that that's the kind of barbaric stuff we grew up with, Sham, isn't it? Like, yeah. what I mean is, like, our ancestors. That's the kind yeah. of life they lived. Yeah, just stupid. And, like, Victorian's out for revenge on Euron, but he can't seem to get it because Euron's too powerful. Yeah. And, like, the show really doesn't do Euron justice. Euron is, like, way, way scarier and crazier and smarter than he's portrayed in the show. Um, So he's a real bastard. You know what he's like? He's Mm -hmm. like this crazy madman that's brought all the religions together in Westeros, like, in Mm. the world. Right, and he's he's trying to play something. He's trying yeah. to play Game of Thrones, but it's like mm-hmm. really like messed up. Right. Okay. So he's a real sleazeball, doing a lot of real nasty he's stuff. Not a sleazeball. He's just like this freaking wrecking machine. Oof. Well, there you and go. Knows, yeah. he knows stuff that other people don't know. He he's very magical. So, like, speaking of, like, the maps and all that, what, what do you mean by magical? Like, what, you, like, cast spells and stuff? Like, he's a wizard? Yeah, like, he's travelled the world and he's learned magic from around the world. Right, what, what kind of magic? Well, they haven't revealed it yet, but he knows a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got this horn that can apparently ra- raise a kraken. Right, okay. Beach. And he's got another horn that can apparently control dragons. And oh, he sent Victorian to go capture Daenerys and bring her back to Westeros. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think Victorian will be successful though, because Daener- Victorian's gone to Marine, but Daenerys isn't even in Marine at the moment. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so he's got a lot of stuff to cover, right? A lot of stuff. Like, I don't, I, I personally don't think Daenerys will ever make it to Westeros. You know, but really, you think, like, the whole story is just going to play out with her over there? Yeah. I think the whole story <laughs> will play out with her over there. Yeah, that might have been the plan all along. And then the, the, the new writers come in and they have the, you know, the wrong idea about things and... George R. R. Martin can't be asked to like read their scripts, right? <laughs> yeah. He just so, says, "Yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want," right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I don't think Daenerys will ever make it to Westeros. That like, there's nothing in the books to tell me at the moment that Daenerys is going to make it to Westeros. Mm-hmm. I think she'll die. She'll either die along the way, or she'll just yeah. stay in the east because. She's married 
she's got a yeah. kingdom to rule. For her to go right. to West Ross, she has to give up her king, kingdom. Yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, the book might play out a lot differently to the show. That's what a I'm lot, thinking. Lot. Yeah, a lot, lot differently. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, you, you know, speaking of the, the map and all that, right, we've seen, like, how he maps out the whole world, but does he have, like, a idea of how, like, the world works, like, how the, the planet works, like, how it orbits around the its sun? Like, is it a different planet out in space somewhere? Or is it just, like, a way of, you know, using our our universe, our place in the world, and just pretending it's long in the past that it's been forgotten about? He hasn't mentioned it in the books, but we've got other books as well that I haven't read, and mm. he does mention a lot about the world in the other books. Yeah. What was it? like here? supplementary books and stuff. I haven't read them all, so he'll probably right. mention stuff in them. But like the histories of Westeros and stuff like that, they'll mention stuff about, because um, uh, the maesters write down a lot of stuff about life. Well, well, you know, like, you, you know, like the beginning of the show, you know, the intro when it's like, it's like some, you see the planet, don't you? Basically. Yeah. yeah covered in like, you know, this big metal thing with Game of Thrones written on. Yeah, do you not get what that is? Um, it's a game. Uh, I know it's, yeah, and it's like constantly forming, isn't it? Yeah. And changing. It's very, it, yeah, I mean, it's the game of phones, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Game of phones needs a good game. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple. There's been a couple, but not good ones. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is where I would personally, I think I would Assassin's Creed isn't too different from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's got a big law, isn't it? A big yeah. history. It's always like. So you know. I feel like a Game of Thrones game is just going to end up being mm. like a mix of Assassin's Creed and uh, mm. Elder. Elden Ring. Yeah, sounds like yeah. a pretty cool game. It'll be a mix of the two. Yeah. I mean, did you did you ever play Elden Ring? Uh, I watched you guys play it. Oh yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. Um, it it but yeah, obviously Elden Ring, great game. But like, the involvement of George R. R. Martin, I, I personally, I think it's just an in name. I think it's just a, a marketing thing. I don't think he had much to do with it. He might have wrote a couple of characters or something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what what do you think? Do you think that he actually got involved? Like, he was, you know, I think George R. R. Martin would do anything and everything in his power to not write his fucking books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, how 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 old is he? Alright, you know what? I fully believe he will die before Game of Thrones, uh, before A Song of Fight and Fire is, fin- is finished. I do too. And then, then what do we do? Do we just get someone to piece together the story and do finish it off for him? Oh, we got George R. R. Martin's niece in. 
she's a writer. Let, let's get her to finish it. Yeah, probably. You just, yeah. I don't think he, I think he wants to, like, not finish it. You get me? Right, okay. Uh, you know what? It'd be kind of legendary to not finish it. Well, in a way, but you could say that he's ended up making the story that's so, like, you know, yeah. that's so complex that he doesn't know how to finish it. I mean, yeah, but and then, then what? Then you use your imagination to finish it yourself, and it becomes its all other legend, doesn't it? I like it though. It's it's the whole world was open to like you know doing loads of different Game of Thrones like books. I could watch yeah. this for the rest of my life. Like I can read the books and everything because there's just so much law in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what is Game of what's been coming out that's Game of Thronesy so far lately, since like the show ended? So there's House of the Dragon, which is just amazing. Right. Is that the new, latest book with Jon Snow dying, or, or what? No. So House of the Dragons. Oh, uh, House of the Dragons, the TV show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's that's based amazing. On a book that he written. Oh, right. Okay, so okay, so it's actually based on something he's written. It's not just like the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not. It's it's not something someone's made up. He written it yeah. based on events before mm-hmm. the game was wrong. and basically how the Targaryens lost out and most their dragons. Oh, okay. Interesting. So is this in the future or the past? Game of Thrones. Ah, right, okay. So this is before Khaleesi. Yeah, this is like to do with Khaleesi's great 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 grandparents. So the Targaryens ruled Westeros with tons of dragons. And in Dance of the Dragon, basically, there's this massive Targaryen civil war. Mm -hmm. And most of the dragons end up dying during the civil war. Okay. Interesting. It's like uh, Dark Souls. The dragons die at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. They didn't die in one big go. They just slowly yeah. died out. But the Civil War took away a big chunk of the population. Ah, uh, wait. Maybe it took away their food supply or something. No. No peasants just... for the dragons to eat. The dragons never ate peasants in Game of Thrones. Well, they would, but they were mm. under control. They were domesticated, basically. So they would eat, like, a lot of sheep and stuff. Oh, okay. Right, so pet dragons. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was just during the war, lots of them died. And, like, mm. people got fed up of dragons. So a lot of humans ended up killing dragons. Really? What, were the dragons terrorizing them and... All that? Yeah, they're not. They just got fed up with the Targaryens fighting each other. So mm. they, they used to have a dragon pit in King's Landing where all the dragons would be. They're, like, literally tens of thousands of humans ran a dragon pit and uh, killed the dragons. Like, loads of people died because oh. the dragons were all tied up. They ended up killing the dragons. Damn. Mm. But so... 
So what what do you think is next for Game of Thrones? Then? I mean, are we just going to wait until this book comes out? Yeah, we're just going to have to wait until the book comes out. I mean, the TV show, you've got the House of the Dragon <laughs> Season 2 coming out. Yeah. So that'll be, they'll be good to watch the TV shows in the meantime. But apparently, the Winds of Winter is supposed to come out this year. But every single year mm. for the past year, he said that. Yeah, so you never know. Past like five years, he said, yeah. oh, it's coming out at the end of the year. It's coming out at the end of the year, and it's still not come out. Oof. But I'll tell you what has like a deep law that might that might that probably is even deeper than this. What? Star Wars. No, it's not deeper. I know Star Wars yeah, laws sure. pretty deep. One hundred percent because Game of yeah, Thrones yeah. doesn't just show Westeros, it shows law from you see. If you read the books yeah. you realise there's law around the world. Well, have you read the Star Wars books? Mm-mm. But by the way, when Disney took over Star Wars, they they they, they decanonized all the books and stuff, all the like side stuff that, oh, only the movies count basically. I, you know what, Chris, you'll never get me into Star Wars, so don't even bother. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not get trying to get you into Star Wars. I'm. I'm just saying because I, I was a fan of Star Wars as a kid. I'm not a fan anymore. I mean, like, I can. I can see why Star Wars would have such a deep law because it had a bigger cultural impact than Game of Thrones has. Yeah, absolutely. You know all the all the bloody space stuff. But Game of Thrones is. Most of the stuff for Game of Thrones has come from one writer. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah, you know, George Lucas, he had a lot of help. Mm. You know, they canonized all that, all those books and stuff because they weren't written by George Lucas, I don't think. Yeah, so they probably, because they bought Lucas Studios, they probably didn't have the, uh, what would you call it? Mm. And uh, they probably didn't have the rights. Yeah. Uh, they probably so, just didn't want to pay for him. Yep. Exactly. The George Lucas. But see, there's the difference, though, in not many people read the Star Wars books. Yeah, they, yeah exactly. That, that's that's it. Like, Game of Thrones, the books are, like, the main thing, aren't they? Like, yeah. You want the you want the most pure, authentic Game of Thrones experience. You read the books. Yeah, exactly. So, like the book started off where Star Wars, the film started yeah. off, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the books are. That, there's a reason that they canonized them. They weren't that popular. Like if you if you're like a huge Star Wars nerd, they were popular, but you know most people aren't reading the books. We want to see space battles and lasers. We can't see that in the book. You know that he also written like, uh, like less aggressive Game of Thrones stories. Uh, he written uh, the Duncan Egg novella. The what? What's that? And um, so basically, it's about one of the Targaryen kings. Uh, 
एक ऑन
get the book finished or we'll kill you. I'll come and shoot you. My gun. So, um, since the last Game of Thrones book came out, The Dance of Dragons in 2011, mm-hmm. he's written um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine books about Game of Thrones lore. Uh, and has he written like his other books as well, like his other projects? I know he doesn't just write Game of Thrones books. He's wrote some other stuff, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's worked on any of his other projects. Um, since, mm. uh, so he written Hunter's Run in 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe these law books are like necessary for bringing out the next book. Because there's so much to explain coming up. Yeah, like there's a lot of law books. Now, the next two books you've got coming up are the last two of Game of Thrones. So you've got Winds mm-hmm. of Winter and Dream Spring. But you're yeah. also looking to write um, Blood and Fire, mm-hmm. uh, which is another book based uh, after the. Uh, there'll be another book on. Um, yeah. Called, uh, there'll be another book um, uh, uh, um, mm. The Civil War there'll be another book on that uh, The She-Wolves of Winterfell mm. going to write that The Village Hero, The Soul Sword The Champion, The King's Guard and The Lord Commander Yeah mm. These are all going to be uh, uh, Duncan Egg these books. They're all gonna be based on them. Duncan Egg. Yeah, Tales of Duncan Egg. Oh right, right. But he what's his name? But he Edgar or whatever his name. Yeah. Egan. Yeah. That's right. Oh Chris, you should read the books. Or oh, if you don't have time to read them, just uh listen into the uh audio uh, audio book. By the way, I've got you in audio book format as well, if you want to ask me. How long is each audio book? About 50 hours long. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Sham. (laughs) What do you... (laughs) What do you expect of me? (laughs) No, but think of it this way. You listen to music at work, don't you? Well, I, I listen to podcasts at work. Exactly. It's the same thing. But but I'll tell you what, I I have listened to some audiobooks at work as well. But like they're always like two hours long or you know four hours long at best. I I don't like to listen to the same thing for too long. And um, but this is like sort of you'll just be so entrenched in it. If I can get it in like parts, like okay, here's one hour, here's an hour, here's an oh, hour. Yeah, that's how it's done. Yeah, that that's perfect. I've got them in one hour past. That's okay. how I. Um, yeah. That's how I do it. You know what? That that is a perfect thing. You know, I I have no excuse not to listen to that. That's that that's actually perfect. Mm-hmm. I've been looking for so some more stuff this? to listen to. Hmm? 
How about I send you the first three hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you let me know if you want any more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. GG. That sounds brilliant. I love it. And um, any other book recommendations while we're talking about books? Uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, wait, I've seen the movie. Mm, the books are way better. That's what they always say. That's what she says. <laughs> uh, what, what do you think of Stephen King as a writer? Um, Stephen King? Yeah. His books are all right, but yeah, I think it's because I grew up reading Stephen King books mm-hmm. that they just seem like average books to me. Right, like there's, they're just basically part of what you know, like they're, they're yeah. ingrained in you. Yeah. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. It's it's like it's not you look you read George R R Martin. That's it's a different animal, like yeah. Stephen King. You know, there's a reason he's the most popular writer of nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Because he, he speaks to a big audience. Mm. And, you know, it's a nice, comfortable place to go read your book. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was listening to a couple of uh, H.P. Lovecraft books at work during Halloween. Oh, right. Stuff like stuff like Cthulhu stuff and yeah you know going well, to like you yeah. know um George R. R. Martin he references mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Lovecraft in his uh, law yeah oh right what, the what, whole like, Iron uh, Island stuff yeah reference for Lovecraft so what is the like Shoggoths and Cthulhu's there and yeah, All like that. the drowned, like there's Kraken, the drowned king, yeah. sorry, the drowned god, all that stuff. Oh, there you go. Nice. There you go, like it's, it's all that sea mon- What What's that you, what, you turned into a robot for a second there? Don't, don't say I'm not a friend, I just need the first eight hours. Oh my god, wait, Sam. Sam, one sec, you've really turned into a robot now. Don't say that yeah. I'm not a good friend. What have you just... Is this the things you sent me? Is is that why yeah. it's... You, oh, wait, that, so that's probably why you turned into a robot, or was you in that connection? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what what do you think would be... What What is your internet connection like? How many megabytes do you get for, per download? It's not about the megabytes because mm-hmm. you you know me in tech, don't you? I'm quite I'm very techy. Right. So one of the biggest lies marketers mm-hmm. will tell you is the more megabytes you have, the faster connection you get. Yeah. It's a lie because after about thirty megabytes, mm-hmm. right, it doesn't really matter unless you're a hardcore gamer. Ah, oh, really? So it doesn't. It's not able to keep up with the. After 30 megabytes, you've got more than enough to stream movies perfectly. You've got more than enough for 99% of stuff. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, like, you you know, what if I was, like, on a call to you here 
No, I was streaming UFC, which is what I'm doing. Perfectly fine. So you made the pace. Now, what I've got, right, mm-hmm. is I've got 80 megabytes. Right, okay. That but sounds nowadays, pretty raw. Yeah, well, this is what I'm going to explain to you. Nowadays, they give you, like, one gig and stuff. Yeah. It's all bullshit. You don't need it. Why not? Because, like I said, most stuff really requires 30 megabytes, so 80 megabytes is more than enough. 80 megabytes is easily, well, more than enough for gaming. Now, the reason why people don't think it's enough is because when they give you your router, Mm -hmm. by pumping your router full of megabytes, if you're miles away from your router, Right, and you're only getting ten percent of those megabytes. Ten mm. percent of eighty megabytes is shit, whereas ten percent of a gigabyte is acceptable. Mm. You get me? Yeah. Right. But then that's kind of like it's such a bullshit way of doing things, right? Mm. It's like sort of like why can't you router just project further along? a better signal right I, I see what you're saying so what i ended up doing was mm-hmm. i just thought why am i paying so much money to virgin media i right. was literally paying 120 pounds for this mm-hmm. feature when i could just get the cheapest broadband and yeah. equip my house so that i get powerful internet signal from every single room right and that that's worked fine for you Better than Virgin Media ever did. Oh, right. Much okay. better. Like, the internet signal in my house is unbelievably strong. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. I get 80 megabytes from every single room. So instead of one Ooh. room having one gig and the other mm-hmm. having, you know, 20 megabytes, I've got yeah. 80 constantly around the house. Yeah, no, that's definitely more than enough. Yay. And you know how I did it? Oh. Um, so I did what officers do, What's you know, up? businesses and officers, I bought yeah. access points, mm-hmm. but I, I, I paid a bit of money, right? right, but in the long run, I've saved a lot more money than what I've paid. Really? Yeah. In the long run, Chris, mm-hmm. right now, I've, after doing this for the past four years, I've yeah. saved about... I've saved about four thousand, five thousand pounds. Hey, I'm saving a thousand pound a year. Cool, five k. Well, how about like uh, buying us a pizza or something, Sham? <laughs> the old Mister Mister Moneybags over here. You saved enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I saved it all based on this setup that I've done. So I bought these access points. I drilled the access points into the walls, and. Yeah. Um, Basically, one access point I've got downstairs that I fed uh, that I fed uh, Ethernet into. So what happens is you connect an Ethernet to your router, you feed it through onto an access point, and yeah. the access point is like a second router, basically. Mm-hmm. And that projects the internet. So your first route is projecting it from one side of the house. The access point is projecting it to the others. Oh, really? Now, obviously, the biggest issue is going upstairs. 
because mm-hmm. your signal gets weaker. So what I did with upstairs was, because I didn't want to feed a wire through the floor of the house. Yeah. Um, what I did was I bought something known as a power line adapter. Have you heard of them? No. What? What? what how does this work? So the power line adapters are very underrated technology. What they do is mm-hmm. it's a plug that goes into your socket, right? Right. So you connect one plug to your socket next to your mm-hmm. router and you yeah. connect an Ethernet to that plug. Right, and then, and then the that other just plug creates the, yeah, the it Wi-Fi. Turns, yeah, yeah, so essentially what it does is it turns all your electric wiring into your house mm-hmm. into an internet signal. Oh, nice. So what I did was, yeah, with the other plug, I've connected Mm -hmm. it upstairs. So now I don't need the Ethernet wire because my electric wire in my house has become an Ethernet wire. Oh, nice. And then I've attached an access point onto the uh, other plug. So I've got Wi-Fi upstairs and downstairs. Lovely. So um, can you can you get me on this? I mean, actually, I, I'm, yeah. I live by myself. I don't really need it. <laughs> you don't need. You know. You know. Once Catherine and Lou are over, mm-hmm. you guys move into the house you've always wanted. I'll yeah. come down and I'll set you guys up so that you get a nice, decent signal. Absolutely, that'll be you amazing. And then you don't have to overpay for premium broadband again. Yeah, there you go. Got my got me uh internet man on the job. I learned all this because Asad. Well, did teacher. So Asad wanted the setup right mm-hmm. in his house. Yeah. So I learned through Asad, and then I this like I came up with all the solutions for my own house. Now the reason why I did is because I live in a massive Victorian mm-hmm. house. Yeah. So it's got thick walls, so Wi-Fi is terrible when you've got thick walls. It just doesn't go through. Oh, right. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was just yeah. like... I, how does that... Wi-Fi is a weird thing. I, like, I always made this wonder, like, okay, how is this thing that's so advanced not killing me in some way? How come I'm not the, getting some sort of radiation poisoning from this being all around in the atmosphere? Because um, the signal's so weak, it doesn't impact your cells. I don't know about that. <laughs> but if you think of it this way, right? Just, we've just, had just radio. Radio. Yeah. We've had radio for over a century now. And have you ever yeah. heard anyone dying from radio poisoning? Well, no, but that's because big radio is hiding it. We've had Wi-Fi now for... But yeah, for a good while. For right. a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right. It hasn't like it hasn't impacted us. So why why worry? Yeah, I, I shouldn't be worried. But then just wait for five G, Sham. It's coming to get you. I've got five G right now. Oh no, Sham. Uh you are you dying yet? No. Is five G's everywhere. Uh, you're you really behind on the times, Chris. You know me, Sham. I don't go outside. You know my significant other in her flat. 
Yeah. She's she's the one. Um, she didn't want to pay for broadband, you know, because they put you in the contract. Mm-hmm. So she's bought like a Wi-Fi. Uh, she's bought a five G router. Oh, nice. Which, which is basically a router with a SIM card in, so you get five G signal. What's so special get... about five G anyway? Like, what? Why is why do you, why would that want it over four G? It's a lot faster. It's so fast but that you it, can replace your internet at home. But dude, it's like, why? It's like what you said before. Like eighty gigabytes is enough. Yeah, but four G doesn't carry that. All oh, right, so that's only a five G thing. Yeah, so five G can carry the mm. bandwidth a lot better. And right, okay. my significant other, she has 5G internet at home, so she doesn't have broadband. So yeah, you know I have a degree in computing. Mm. You also <laughs> had a degree in uh, media studies. You know me and my degrees. I, I Chris, don't know how I get them. You got a degree in computing, a degree in media studies, but somehow I can take better pictures than you on a camera. And I can, uh, I know more about tech. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> what the fuck, Chris? Well, Sam. Did you have two degrees? I got loads of degrees. I got more degrees than there are degrees. More than 360 degrees. Chris, I'm disappointed. Uh, you, you know me, Sham. I, I I bounce around from thing to thing. And I've got brain damage, so it's okay. You don't have brain damage. You give it to everyone else. Hey, <laughs> I give it. <laughs> that's right, actually. Yeah, that's right. So don't mess. You'll get brain damage. Hey, <laughs> don't be talking about my stank. Hey, buddy. All right. Okay, I, I think, think we'll call this uh, a night. Yeah, I think we'll call it a night. It's been a fun one. Been a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Say the line, Wahid. Oh, wait, Wahid's gay now, isn't he? Oh, yeah, shit. He's Teresa Alexander. Yeah, uh, sorry, did I say Wahid? I meant Teresa. Uh, so say the line, Teresa Alexander. Well done, Teresa.